0: They are the Chai Kids, Chai Kids, for kids, by kids
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Chai Kids Show on 101.9 Thank you for choosing the Chai Kids Show on Chai FM I hope you're having an amazing day My name is Mira and I'm 10 years old And I will be hosting for you today This is Chai Kids Four kids, bar kids. On KHA Kids today, I will be interviewing Robin Hills, head of programs at Food and Trees for Africa. So stay tuned to 101.9 KHAI FM to learn more about how important it is that we grow our own gardens and many more. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth, a DIY project which you can play with and at the end of the show listen out for montgomery jones and the search for the lost world of fantasy stories audiobooks they are really interesting and super amazing you can also get the full stories on Stop productions channel on youtube or on our website at highfm.com here are the details if you have any questions for my guests or if you want to say hi to your friends and family The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at 1 rand and 50 cents. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 0101-403020. I repeat, 0101-403020. Okay, so on that note, get ready for a very interesting show on Ha Kids Today.
0: Hi kids, for kids, by kids.
1: That song was Perfect World from the Emperor's New Groove. This is Hi Kids, for kids, bar kids. My name is Mira and I'm your host for today. So before we start the interview with Robin Hills, Head of Programs at Food Entries for Africa... I want to introduce the tongue twister for today. It is flash message, flash message, flash message. I repeat, flash message, flash message, flash message. A bit later, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. So call me on 0101 40 30 20 to see if you can say it faster than me. I have Robin heels. Head of Programs at Food and Trees for Africa with me in the studio today. So, if you have any questions for her, you can send them on 34519 or telegram to Welcome, Robin! Welcome to my show! How are you today?
2: I'm good, Mira! Thank you for asking and thanks for having me on your show. I think it's a really important question. Thanks! So, let's
1: do some questions. So for my first question, what is Food and Treats for Africa all about?
2: So we're a non profit, which means that we're a company that runs a business but our main interest is not to make money, it's more to deliver a service and to yeah. support the learning of young people and farmers all about permaculture. So mm-hmm. things like organic gardening and planting trees in cities, how do we do that? And the best way that a non-profit can do that is by getting donations from corporates and running our programs and reporting back to those corporates about what we've done.
1: Very nice. So... How long has Food and Trees for Africa been around?
2: We've been around since 1990, so we are 30 years old, nearly 31.
1: That's old.
2: It is, right? It's like probably three times as old as you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) How long have you been working there?
2: Um, I think around 11 years. I keep losing track. But like a long time. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Why did you want to work at Food and Trees for Africa?
2: When I was walking through the forest in the Titikama, which is in the Eastern Cape, I had a brief encounter with the most beautiful tree I have ever seen in my entire life. And mm. when I saw this tree, I, I realized that every single kid out there should be able to see beautiful, old, ancient trees like that in yeah. incredibly powerful, beautiful forests. And so I said to myself, I need to work at an NGO so that I can plant trees.
1: That's amazing. How many people work there?
2: I think we've got about 35 people at the head office in Joburg. And then we've got facilitators in all the provinces all around South Africa. So another sort of 12 people, so nearly 50.
1: That's a lot of people. So you're the head of programs. What is your job and what do you do?
2: So my job is mostly to talk to sponsors and to explain to them what we'd like to do with their money. And I also talk to them about how we've completed the work that we've done. And I also brief the teams. So as soon as we get a donation – I then tell Leander and Susan, who are the the two program managers that actually do all of the work and who are going to talk to the trainers, I tell them, okay, guys, we've got a new sponsor. They've Uh given us money to do a project for a whole year at this particular school. And we've got this much money to spend and we can put in a water tank. and, And once I've briefed them, they can implement the project and then i go back to the sponsor after say every three months and i say it's going so well we've done so much beautiful stuff and now they're harvesting spinach and making money every month so that's my job that's, all the time all that's day. a really cool job it's a cool job yeah what do you want to do for your job Mira?
1: i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so many options so, yeah. let's talk about trees. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: So You've got a tree in your studio, yep, I saw there. Yep. Why are trees so important? So, trees create habitat. So, they create a space for animals to live in, whether it's lizards or insects or butterflies or birds or snakes. Um, they have the most incredible root systems. So they talk to soil and they build mycelium networks, which are mushroom networks, which build the soil. They are like alchemists. They're like wizards in a way because they can bring sugar, they can create sugar out of water and sunlight. No other creature on our earth can do that. They bring in sunlight through their leaves and through photosynthesis, they're able to create carbohydrates for themselves to grow. So they, they, what we, they sequestrate carbon, Pull carbon out of the air, which is part of a, the problem with climate change right and um, and global warming. The problem there is that we 've got too much carbon out in our atmosphere. The carbon should be in the ground mm-hmm. where the plants are, and so that 's what tr- trees do. they pull carbon out of the, out of the, the air and they, they build themselves with this this kind of polluting um, factor and so cool. um, they're amazing, they're amazing they're, And there's big ones and small ones There's every sort of plant And our in our planet is doing this incredible work for us And we don't even pay them We don't even really pay attention to them And they're still doing it mm-hmm.
1: Why is carbon dioxide so bad for the environment?
2: Well on its own, it's not so bad for our environment. It's just if there's too much, right? It's like too much of anything is um it creates an imbalance in our ecosystem. And it's there's too much carbon monoxide as well, and it creates a, a layer in our atmosphere which traps greenhouse gases, it traps the sun's um, heat. And When our Earth gets hotter, our ocean gets hotter, and that's problematic because
0: the Mm -hmm.
2: ice caps are melting. People have been talking about that for ages, right? But what what is um, the more we're learning about these the effects of these things is the the more that we're understanding how damaging it can be in time to come. So Mm -hmm. as the glaciers melt and permafrost um, occurs. Gases are expelled, which compound the effect of climate change. So, the the effects yeah. of climate change are worse because there's lots of little things happening that that we didn't know were happening before. Oh, yeah, bad news. So bad. bad news. But it's okay. It's okay because yeah. we just keep planting trees. Mm-hmm. Got to keep planting trees, and. And being conscious about how we live, right? Yeah. Like not zip-zapping across the planet on every single air flight we can and um, using products that have been, you know, traveled too far. Eat local. Yeah. Try not to go to, like, drive too much. Go on the bus if you can. There's mm-hmm. lots of little things we can all do.
1: Yeah. Is there a way to test how much carbon is in the air?
2: I think there is, you know, Mira, but I don't know what it is. I don't know how we test that. Um, I think as far as I understand, we're testing the, the, the environmental impact of human action by looking at the ice in the poles where we drive a cylinder down into the ice. And we can measure every year in these tiny little layers, almost like a crystal or how a diamond is formed. Information yeah. is trapped in the ice layers mm-hmm. and each ice layer then tells us how much carbon or uh, carbon dioxide or, or carbon monoxide is in the atmosphere at any one time. And we can see from those measurements that there is an increase year on year for the last, you know, especially for the last sort of 50, 60 years since industrialization, since we started wow. working with factories and stuff that 's such
1: so much cool
2: hmm. how does bamboo help with carbon emission so so bamboo, like indigenous trees and grasses, grows really quickly if you plant it in the right place, and why any plant, whether it 's an indigenous tree or bamboo, is so useful in that way is that it pulls carbon dioxide out of the air. And sequestrates it, builds it into its actual being. Its its grasses, its leaves, its trunk, its roots become carbon that it's, it's pulled out of the air. So it's helped to reduce the effects of climate change. Mm,
1: okay. Does bamboo have any other
2: uses? Bamboo is amazing. It can be pelleted. It can be used as a fuel. It can be fed to animals. The leaves, I know our chickens love new fresh bamboo leaves. Mm -hmm. They're always jumping. You can always tell where the chickens can jump to because the bottom layer of the leaves from our bamboo is all eaten off because chickens have jumped and eaten all the fresh leaves. Mm -hmm. Can you explain to us how trees help to fight climate change? So it's an interesting thing because just as much as carbon sequestrate carbon, like I described, the places that trees need to live, whether they are forests or riparian edges, which is like the riverbank, or um, special areas where the grasslands have traditionally grown. When we protect trees, we protect land. When we protect land, we protect people. And when we protect spaces, we are helping the ecosystem fight back against climate change, whether that is in the form of the spread of cities or desertification. So when we protect a a tree, we're also protecting a space. And when we protect spaces, we protect people.
1: Wow, that's amazing. How many trees does Food and Trees for Africa plant a year?
2: Around 30,000 or more. That's so much trees. Yeah, so many, so many. And we plant them in near the cities and in townships and at schools. So many schools get trees from us.
1: Wow. So you have two programs, Trees for All and Trees for Homes. Can you explain to us how they work and the
2: difference between the two? Yes, that's a really good question. I'm so proud of these two programs because they do such a good job of making sure that trees get in the ground at the right place, right? Mm -hmm. So Trees for All is for... Schools and clinics and public spaces like parks, community gardens and Those beneficiaries, those are um, potential sites, all of those projects have applied to Food and Trees for Africa and filled in a form that says, yes, please send us some trees. We would like 10 fruit trees and 15 shade trees, please. And we will put them on a database and we'll wait as soon as we've got a funder for that particular area. Then we deliver those trees and we make sure that the people know how to plant them. We take photos and... We do very specific areas at a time so that we can load like a hundred trees in a bucky and take them to each place at a, uh, and, and we'll, we'll go to a specific area. So Mamalodi or Katlehong or Sekunda or, um, Mitchell's Plain. And we'll focus on that region for those schools for like almost a year or two. And then we'll move on to the next space. Mm-hmm. And then trees for homes is for people's backyards, right? Yeah. So, We planted, I think about 5,000 trees on the outskirts of Bloomfontein earlier this year because the ward councillor, so any, every community has a ward councillor, right? And your ward councillor is like your representative. And they, the the ward councillor in um, Hillview in Bloomfontein said to us, please can we have trees for these, all these new little houses that we've built? None of them have gardens yet. Please can you send us like 5,000 trees? So so we did. Yeah, and we, and we checked and we made sure that everybody got their two trees each. And then our facilitator trained them, explained to them all about climate change, how to tra- care for their trees. And she checks on them three months, then six months later, then a year later, she's going back and saying, very good. 80% survival rate in this particular area for all of these trees. Wow. So who pays for all these trees? So mostly corporate donations, so lots of big companies that are aware of um, the impact that they're having on the planet, as well as companies that want to do good things in the communities that they work in. So we've got ShopRite, and we've got Fortress Reits, and mm-hmm. we've got Tiger Brands, and companies like that. Wow. So
1: could people donate money?
2: Yeah, lots, lots and lots of individual donations come in as well. If it's just, just for example, just if you wanted to save up some of your money for the, for your pocket money for the year and you gave us 155 rand, we'd be able to plant a tree on your behalf. So we would go and we'd plant that tree along with some other trees and we would send you a little certificate that says, Mira, your tree is planted at Um, Makone Primary School in Langa in Cape Town. And then you'll know that's where your tree is.
1: Well that's so great. So how much would it cost to sponsor a tree? Could you buy
2: a lot of trees? Yeah, that's the cool thing, is that depending, it doesn't matter how much money you have, if you've got 155 rand, even if you just got 50 rand, that's fine. Or if you've got a million rand, we can take any of those donations and plant trees with them. And different designs for different projects will fit different budgets. So if you've got like medium budget or small budget, we'll I'll call you and explain to you, you know, what's probably gonna be the best thing to do with your donation.
1: Okay, cool. Okay. So on that note, let's take a quick song break and we'll be back soon.
0: Hi kids. For kids, by kids
1: song was, Why Should I Worry? from Ollivan Company. This is Ha Kids, Four Kids, Bar Kids. My name is Mira and you are still listening to the Ha Kids Show on 101.9 Kha FM. Before we carry on with our interview with Robin Hills, our DIY project for today is a palm tree. You will need three brown toilet paper rolls, a scissors, green coloured paper, glue, sticky tape, a pencil and a plastic lid. This is how you make the palm tree. Cut your toilet paper rolls in half, cut two small slits around one centimetre at the bottom of each half. Put your toilet rolls together using the slits. Glue them in if needed and this is your tree trunk cut many small slits at the bottom of the trunk fold them out and glue the trunk to the plastic lid use your pencil to draw out the palm tree leaves draw at least four or more cut out the leaves you have drawn and stick the tip of the leaves together once your leaves have been stuck together put the leaves on the toilet paper roll and use sticky tape to stick the leaves and the toilet paper roll the trunk together then you have your palm tree DIY project remember to follow our Facebook page to see my palm tree and to see the instructions so you can make it as many times as you like I have Robin Hills in the studio with me today so if you have any questions for her you can send an SMS to 34549 or a telegram to 061 895 1019 or call 0101 40 Now let's carry on with our questions. One of your projects is teaching people how to grow vegetables. Can you explain to us about those projects?
2: Planting vegetable gardens at home is really important, right? And it's quite easy to do. You don't have to have a huge space and Planting the things that you love will ensure that you look after that garden and that you keep watering your seedlings and that when they bear fruit, you'll go and harvest them. So what Food and Trees for Africa does is we start homestead networks for people who have small gardens. And we also support community gardens in cities and urban areas, especially in poorer regions when people don't always have money for food. These sorts of projects and NGOs that we support ensure that if there's a funeral or on Fridays when people are going home and they don't always have food at home, at least they can take veggies home with them to cook. We also okay. help school gardens, yeah, and farmers. Okay, how many people
1: benefit benefit from these programs every year?
2: Sure. Um, on any one year, we've got about 170. To 360 market gardens and then 300 school gardens. So it's about a thousand actual farms and gardens. And of, e- from each of those, about 25 people, around 25 people benefit. So about 25,000 people.
1: That's a lot of people. If you're growing vegetables in rural, in rural areas, how do you get access to water?
2: That's a really good question. Generally, we can't start gardens unless there is already water available. So when people apply to get support from Food and Trees for Africa, we always make sure that they've got water and we find out what their water source is. And it's amazing and interesting how many different places people can get water. So you can do grey water harvesting, which is water from your basins or from your shower and bath. There's river harvesting. So lots of the farms have rivers running through them. Some people have boreholes. Others have water tanks. Others rely on the municipality but it's definitely the most important thing that you have to have in place before you can grow your vegetables. Okay. Um, what kind of vegetables do you grow? Generally, we grow a diversity of fruit and vegetables and herbs. And why it's important to have a whole range of different um, crops is because if one crop doesn't work out, either because the market is flooded like, for example, there's just too many green beans and it's not worth taking them to the fresh produce market because the, the price has changed. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter because our farmers will have tomatoes and coriander and peaches and vets of grass and some and oregano, for example. Mm. So all of the farms mm. p- grow lots and lots of different kinds of plants.
1: Mm. OK, interesting. Do those people um, that grow the food, grow them for themselves or to sell?
2: It's a bit of both. Most people grow for themselves and sell their surplus, and then they um, grow a specific crop for sale, like spinach mm. and mustard and uh, and kale.
1: Okay. I read that you use natural farming methods. Can you explain to us how you use that method?
2: Absolutely. So natural farming methods mean that we are always building the soil, and we don't use chemicals or pesticides that are going to harm the environment and create an imbalance in our soils and ecosystems. So we plant comfrey and other soil doctors and leguminous plants as intercropped as possible. And we use crop rotation to build and support our soil. We plant windbreaks to protect our baby seedlings. So we do all sorts of little things that recreate nature's patterns so that those vegetables will grow healthy and strong without us needing to use any kind of chemicals.
1: Okay. Is it possible for us to use this method at home, and what are the benefits to using this method?
2: So you can definitely use this method at home. And the best thing about having your own home vegetable garden is that you can design it exactly how you want to do it. If you'd like to have a rainbow-shaped vegetable garden or a heart-shaped patch of tomatoes and radishes, you can. You don't have to do it any other way except the way that you want to do it. So you can um, make a compost heap you can plant a fruit tree in the middle and then you could have rings of flowers and herbs and all your favorite veggies if you like cherry tomatoes and um, and peaches plant those your vegetable garden is um is your design and it's your creativity because it's going to feed you so you you're going to want to make it as pretty and as um productive as you want so you plant the things you enjoy
1: okay your organization sounds very similar to the JNF in Israel. Have you ever worked together?
2: Yes, the JNF was actually our first first funder back in 1990. And, um, we've often had the wonderful opportunity to send some of our top level executives from our nonprofit to Israel to learn about different forms of um food production in Jerusalem and water and and how incredible um the the way that Israel plants their trees and looks after their plants is
1: okay have you ever been to Israel
2: i haven't i would love to go but i haven't um i would definitely enjoy the red sea i think okay
1: um If somebody wanted to plant a tree at home and they didn't know how, what is the best advice you could give them?
2: The best advice would be to plant a tree in a square hole, dig your hole first so that when your tree arrives, it's it's ready. Make sure that your hole is about half a meter deep and half a meter wide, and then backfill it. So use some of the topsoil that you dug out of that hole, put it back, and mix it up with compost. The trick is that you want to be putting your tree roots into something that's soft like chocolate cake and damp. And backfill your hole about three-quarters of the way and plant your tree and water it and mulch it, which means make a blanket of dry grass on top of your tree's roots, like a, so that it's nice and cozy, because then that soil will be protected from the sun. Okay. So, trees, um, usually, um,
1: they breathe in carbon dioxide and out, they breathe out oxygen, but at night, they breathe in oxygen. So, yes, to
2: a much lesser degree,
1: but yes, you're right. So um is so if it just breathes out carbon dioxide in the night, does that mean that it's just ruined all the work it's done in the day by
0: breathe
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're right in that that um that's Occurs in, in, in that, that's the amount of air and the kinds of, um, atmosphere that goes in and out of the plant. But remember that while that plant is growing, it's, it's creating all of those cells for the tree, um, bark and the branches and the trunk and the leaves are all forms of carbon. So that carbon dioxide that it's been breathing in during the day is becoming, a, it's gone from a gas to a solid. So the amount of carbon that it's breathing out during the night is incomparable to the amount of carbon that it's been sucking in during the daytime. And trees and plants also mm-hmm. do other incredible things um, in that they transpire. So it's like sweating. They they create rain. You, have you ever noticed that around rainforests, there's quite a lot of rain? Mm-hmm. That is a reciprocal relationship. Forests create moisture in the air, they change the microclimate and they encourage rain, they make clouds Mm -hmm. That's actually really cool So the work you
1: do Robin is so incredible and I'm so glad I got to learn about it Thank you so
2: much for being on my show today It is my pleasure, I've learned from you as well and it's been really exciting being in the studio (laughs) Thank you so on that note, let's take a quick
1: song break. And after the song, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in ten seconds. You can call now on 403020.
0: Hi kids, four kids, bike kids.
1: That song was strange like me from Tosan. This is Kha Kids, four kids, bike kids. My name is Mira, and I'm ten years old. Are you ready for the tongue twister? This is how it works. You can call us on o one o one forty thirty twenty and I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twister in ten seconds do any Do we have any callers for the tongue twister? If not then I will start. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Flash message, 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 flash message. Four times that's so much. Okay, well done. On that note, let's take another quick. Song
0: Hi, kids! For kids, by kids.
1: <laughs> that song was "Happy Working Day" from Disney Enchanted. This is Ha Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Mira, and I'm ten years old. Thank you for playing. Thank you to my guest, Robin Hills, head of programs at Food and Trees for Africa, for coming on Ha Kids. To my producer Senna and Fussy for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Kha Kids show only on 101.9 Kha FM. Goodbye, kids.